Hallelujah. I was kind of stirred up today, brought back to my, my memory that uh, Pastor Mike was bringing, uh, talking about circuit riding preachers and some of the old, old guys that rode horses from place to place. Do you have that picture of that funny guy with a beard back there? Did you get that up there? That's my great-grandfather. Isaac Abraham, born in Kentucky, 1837. He was a circuit riding preacher. Hallelujah. So I have a good heritage, amen? I don't know if he ever made it up to Massachusetts or not, but he was one of those rough horse riding preachers that traveled around preaching the gospel in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. My great-grandfather my, my grandfather died before I was born, so I, I, of my mom's side, so that was his dad, so well, praise God. Hallelujah, and I have uncles, and it was in the ministry. Praise the Lord for that. Well, we're just flowing with it. Amen? I want to talk to you about, um, <clears throat> he's one of the cloud of witnesses up there, I guess. So do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Several years ago, we were in Texas to one of the Kenneth Copeland meetings, and uh, this was prophesied over us, the church. And Pastor Mike and Lori was there with us, and uh, very powerful prophecy. Talking about the fire is coming to your church. Amen. How many of you know that we've had a touch of fire so far? Amen. Hallelujah. Fire is coming to your church, and it will spread to other churches. People from far and near will come to our church. That's why we need a bigger building, right? Amen. The building that you want will be built, and people will come. There is a fire, Holy Spirit, and people will look for the source of that fire, and it will be in your church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. That was a powerful prophecy. Amen? And that was the living word. Think about that. God has not changed his mind. He's just waiting on us to get ready to get ready we've we've had some growing pains that we've had to go through we've you know different things happen you had to come to, into the church the God was waiting for you <laughs> hallelujah amen think back here we've been 41 years now back here and uh we wish it would have happened the first 10 years but we had uh, a lot of things that we had to, we had a lot of breakthrough that we had to go through, amen? <laughs> Tearing down walls and, and, and just, uh, just religious spirits. And it's still strong back here, it's still strong. But the, the groundwork has been laid by foundation by previous prayer groups, amen, current prayer groups, the revivals in the past, the Great Awakening, all of these things are lining up for the day that we're living in right now. Hallelujah. And I want us to look, I'm sorry, I'm changing my message, but Pastor Judy's fault. 
She had me listen to a song. We're going to play it in just a minute all the way here. <laughs> James chapter 5. New King James chapter 7 and 8. I'll give you just for a few minutes there. <clears throat> James was Jesus' brother. And it says, Therefore be patient, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. Hallelujah. You also be patient, establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Now notice there he's talking about the early and the latter rain. The early and the latter rain. Pastor Mike alluded to this morning that there is a great outpouring that must take place before Jesus comes back. A great move of the Spirit that we cannot even understand, and I believe it's going to be all of the moves of God put together, the healing revivals, the just, just everything that we've ever seen is, is going to be like a tidal wave that comes to the earth. Hallelujah, in glory and in power. And we'll be like, <laughs> we'll probably be like those in the upper room, not really knowing what to expect when that hurricane blew through the window. You know what I'm talking about? Acts chapter 2, verse 4. They had never experienced uh, God like that. They never experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. And I think we're getting ready to experience some things that, even I growing up in church and, and living through the, the Jesus people movement, the charismatic movement, there, there are going to be things that we, that, that I have that's new to me, and I've seen almost everything. Amen? And it's going to be powerful, but we've got to get ready. Are you ready tonight? Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Well, you know that it's not in the Bible. Well, you know, all that God did is not held in between Genesis and Revelations in the Bible. You understand me? There's not room enough. Even the things that Jesus did. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John just penned just a, a minute amount of, of things that Jesus did. Hallelujah. I don't think the world could hold the volumes of things that's in the heart of God. And away. And God is saying there's the former rain and then there's the latter rain. Now let's go over to Joe, Joel, however you want to spend, uh, say it. Chapter 2, beginning with verse 23, New King James Version. It says here that, Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully one translation says moderately and he will cause the rain to come down for you the former and the latter rain in the first month the threshing floor shall be full of wheat that's the harvest of god and the vat shall overflow with new wine and oil which is symbolic to the holy spirit hallelujah now i understand this is talking about the end times that we are in the end times amen and part of this is talking about the church because uh, Peter, 
use some of these scriptures in the book of Acts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust is eaten. How many of you know God is a God of the restorer? The crawling locust is a consuming locust and the chewing locust. A lot of locusts, right? My great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, that I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame, and it shall come to pass. Now this is the part that Peter quoted on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. It shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also on my men servants and on my maidservants I will pour out of my spirit in those days, and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillows, pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, the moon into blood. We're living in that time period right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And so Peter prophesied out of Joel chapter 2 here, and it's talking about the former and the latter rain. And I believe it's going to be just, uh, how many of you have ever been to Niagara Falls? Seen the power and the force that's behind that water that's coming over those falls. It's nothing compared to what's going to happen in this last day move of God and the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. It's going, you think your families that are rebellious right now is going to try to resist that? I don't think they're going to be able to resist too much of that. Amen? Because of the glory and the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, like Charles Finney that we talked about this morning how the presence of the Lord, he'd walk in a factory and the place would close down because people would start shaking and falling under the power of God in a factory. The glory of God. Amen. I can't wait till the time when people walk in the back door as a living word and they begin shaking. You know, that's where the Quakers, how many of you know the Quakers is a religious group? Well, you know how they got their name Quakers is because they have had experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. And when, they, when the anointing would come, they'd start quaking, shaken under the power of God. So the whole denomination was penned Quakers. You know, a lot of we talked about Methodists. We talked about different, the main line. I mean, a lot of these were birthed in the fire of God, the flames of God in the early days. Uh, I did not fall. I'm okay. I'm going to have to stop wearing this Apple Watch when I'm preaching because it's telling me I'm, you know, I, I, did you fall? No, I'm okay. Hallelujah. So listen, if I fall and this thing goes off, shut it off for me, okay? Before they, they come with an ambulance and, you know, coming up to the church, hallelujah. <laughs> what did I do to set that off? I'm going to have to shut that thing off. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But think about that. Think about the, the power 
people walking through those doors back there, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit hits them. Oh, <laughs> they start quaking. Well, that's one move of God. We've seen the laughing. We've seen the joy. We've seen the crying. We've seen, you put all that together. Dedication of Solomon's temple, they could not, the ministers could not stand because of the glory of God. And Brother Hagin used to always say this, when, he, when God would tell him to preach on the glory, and he would have the people say, for God is good and his mercy endureth forever, over and over, that most of the time the glory cloud would move in to where he was preaching at. Just the cloud would just come in and fill the atmosphere. Fill Azusa Street, early 1900s. They have testimonies of kids that laid in the glory. There was a fog that would be off the ground two or three feet. A mist, a glory, cloud. And the young people, they have testimonies of the young kids that would be laying in that. You know, when I grew up in church, there wasn't a nursery, there wasn't a children's ministry. We had revival till midnight, and the kids would stay in revival. Amen? They might be sleeping or whatever that late at night, but, you know, Azusa Street, they would lay in the glory. Can you imagine that? Amen. Guess what? Your kids wouldn't grow up to act like cats and dogs and birds. Amen. Bring them to church and lay them in the glory. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Some of you can't wrap your mind around that, but it's a real thing. God's moving. You know, the, the modern church is so used to just coming in for an hour on Sunday morning, getting fed a sweet message to help them build their character or a self-help sermon and never touched by the Spirit of God, never felt anything like we have been privileged to, to experience here at Living Word. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Not only the Word, but the presence of God, the power of God. Never take that lightly. Never take that lightly. And, uh, you know, when we got that word from Texas, praise the Lord, that the fire is coming to our church and that people will come from other churches because they want to, thing, and that's happening now. We're not trying to solicit people from other churches. A lot of times they cause problems when they come from other churches and we got to straighten them out. <laughs> Well, we're going to come and teach you guys how to have church. Bam. No, you're not. <laughs> we know how to have church. <laughs> Hallelujah. You got the joy on you already. <laughs> this is a great side over here. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. God wants us to experience the fullness. And we've just had just a dropper full so far. 
we haven't even, I mean, it's like the prophet said, you know, brought us up to the brink of the river. Some of you got your toes wet. Some of you are ankle deep. Some of you are knee deep. But it's time to take the plunge. It's time to take the plunge. Hallelujah. Time to take the plunge.